0: Welcome to Life's Priority Podcast, helping you put God first in today's distracting world. My name is Toyo B, and welcome to episode 4. Today I want to remind us all that you are loved. Now in my last episode I talked about the importance of us keeping hope alive as disciples, followers of Jesus and one of the other essential principles of life is being reminded that we are loved by God. Now, as I record this, we are currently going through a pandemic and almost all nations globally are going through some kind of lockdown or restriction on our movement. Kids' uh, schools have been closed. Parents are... (laughs) Maybe be a bit frustrated, you know, being locked in and it is a challenging time. Uh, but I just want to mention that when I started this podcast, I had no idea that we'll be going through such a challenging time globally and as a nation and even as individuals. Uh, I had no idea because this podcast was not initiated out of a reaction of this coronavirus pandemic uh, the idea came in January as God has placed, placed it on my heart to start releasing these episodes and I wrote out a curriculum of a series of lessons and you would know that from the first episode because I talked about I want to you know build blocks it was more like building laying a foundation and so the first episode was about the two trees and then the perspective and all that was irrespective of this current situation. But And so today's episode is what would have been in line with that curriculum. But I am ast- astonished about how timely this may be for some of us listening. You know, with the current situation, some of us are really concerned And maybe we are a bit anxious or we have real reasons to be concerned about our health, about our jobs, about our well-being. Because maybe some of our jobs actually are putting us uh, at risk. Uh, And so it potentially might be this way over the coming weeks and months. And so for those of you that are really in this situation, I hear you and I feel for you. And we're going to be praying for each other over this time and it is a time where we have to rally around together and help each other and so because of this situation as I mentioned in the last episode you know we have to keep hope alive and if not we might begin to question God and begin to doubt God and ask why is he doing this to me and that becomes personal and so we have got to you realize that it's quite important in this situation for us not to lose our trust in God, which can lead to us you know, stop stopping to pray, stopping studying our Bible. And by the time this whole current crisis is over, because eventually it will be over in one way or the other, you know, what our prayer should be is that it doesn't leave our hearts cold. Because we've got to remember that Jesus did talk about these things in Matthew 24 verses 12 and 13. He said, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Now, I'm not saying that this is the end of the world or anything like that, but it's a reminder about how important it is for us to protect our heart and for us not to grow cold in situations like this. Now you might be listening to this and you're not a believer and you perhaps have your own opinion about God. Well I want to encourage you to also listen through and check out the scriptures that I refer to and I think that will be important because it is relevant to all of us and how important it is for us to get an understanding of why we are loved in this even in this current situation you know several years ago my wife and i went through a very challenging time and i was asking god you know questions why is this happening to us and i'm 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 sure i'm going to be sharing what we went through in detail in another episode that's to come but the answer that i got was that i am loved and at the time, I took that for granted. I was like, mm. and the reason is because it sounds like a cliche. In fact, uh, there was a guy that I reached out to around that same time who was very religious. And I remember meeting with him one place in Kilburn, which is in London. And we were walking the streets and, and he would stop people and he would say to them, you're loved. You're, you're, God loves you. God loves you. You're loved. God loves you. And I just felt well, I don't want to associate myself with that kind of religiosity. But what I didn't understand was how important that message is. That, you know, what happened was God had to open my eyes to understand that that simple, those three simple words are so powerful. And so if you go back to episode two, for those of you that have listened, you'll find that our perspective, when I, the title was perspective is key. And the reason why I wanted to lay that as a foundation, as a principle, is because our perspective of God sets the tone for everything that we do. You see, how we perceive God, whether it's he's a loving God, whether he's distant or whether he's really interested, will surely show up on the stories that we tell ourselves around how we live our lives. So if God is an angry God in our minds, then whenever we do something wrong, we're more likely to see that God is angry with us. And even when we read passages that remind us that God is a patient and loving God, slow to anger, what will happen is you naturally just gloss over that path because the belief that you hold about God is true to you. And so this perhaps leads to a question that I think is normally on our minds which is that is God's love conditional? Well I think the answer is yes and no because the Bible clearly states in John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Now if we stop there the answer is yes God's love is unconditional which means God loves everybody. But as we continue to read, it goes on to say that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already. Because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Verses 17 and 18 of John chapter 3. You see, in episode 1, I talked about the two trees. And if you listen to that episode, the conclusion was that we can all as adults make choices. We can say yes and we can say no and so god extends his hand of love to us through his son in fact romans chapter 5 verse 6 says that you see at just the right time when we were still powerless christ died for the ungodly some passages will say while we were yet sinners christ died for the ungodly so god's love is he's given his love it's just like you would love your child That doesn't always mean that your child will obey what you do. That doesn't stop you from loving them, but it does hurt when they don't respond. And in doing that, sometimes they end up hurting themselves. So God extends his love. But the question is how we respond to that love is then the key. So I found during this very challenging time that my perspective of God was not exactly what the bible teaches and just by the way using the example about god being angry it is important for us to remind ourselves that god does get angry but what you'll find in scripture is that it is after an extreme pursuit of extending his hand of love and it's also when the wicked are taking extreme advantage of the innocent and that's where you see god's wrath and also at the end of this life, because God has set in stone how things will go. And we either choose to fall into his love through Christ Jesus, or we choose to opt out. And then we face the wrath of God. And That's, that's what the Bible overall teaches. So if that is what you are doing, which is that you're taking advantage of innocent people then you should feel guilty and you should feel the wrath of God and you should respond because that is not how God created human beings to deal with one another the goal is to love one another so what I would like to us to focus on today is a way of gaining a better perspective of God and his son obviously it's going to be through his Word. And so to finish off this uh, podcast, I want to remind ourselves about how God has shown his love, has declared it through his word. I'm going to give us five ways that God has shown his love for us. And I would encourage you, especially during this time, to use this as a passages to reflect and meditate on Because I have always found that when I get confused, when I get um, anxious, when I get, um, when I'm wondering what's going on with my life, this realigns me back to God's promises. These are uh, words from God himself and it, it just always realigns my perspective because this is what he has said in his own word. Now. And the last one, there's a condition to it, and that's the one that I think if you're not a believer, that you need to pay attention to. But if you are a disciple, you've repented, you've been immersed, you've been baptized, you've received God's Holy Spirit, then this, these passages can really help us to lay a foundation that reminds us of God's love. And the first one, and, and what I'm going to do is I'll I'll read the passage and, um, I will then give you how I have turned it into a declaration, and I wouldn't call it. It's not an affirmation. I call it more of a declaration because I think that what we what we should do is declare the words and the promises of God. Overall, you know, the Bible does simply give us the overall perspective in First John. Chapter four, verse 19, and it simply says, we love because he first loved us. And if there's any passage that can just simply remind us of this principle that we are first loved by God and whatever we do is out of a response for that. I think that it's important for us to have that perspective in that right order because sometimes we are chasing after God's love and we don't realize that he's given us the love he first loved us and we respond to his love so that would be the first declaration is simply reading that passage and declaring that I am loved by God you know we are loved by God we his disciples are loved by God and I think that's an important uh, principle and promise to hold on to to Especially during these times to just remind ourselves that wow we're we're loved by God, you know, and so whatever happens, um, God is is gonna take care of us in one way or the other as disciples, right? And so lay that as a foundation. I wouldn't count that as one of the five because that's the overall theme. But when we get into some of the nitty-gritty of how God does declare this for us. I want to us to look at John chapter 6, verse 37. It's a passage that every time I read it, people would look back at their Bible and say, I've never read that before. I've, I'm sure I've read it, but I didn't actually see it from this perspective. And it's in uh, John chapter 6, verse 37. And Jesus himself said, all that the father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. All that the Father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. John chapter six, verse 37. What is Jesus saying here? Jesus is saying that he accepts us. You know, he accepts us at all times. So the declaration is, I am accepted by God. And I think this this one in particular Is for all of us, you know, whether you're a believer or not, whether you feel like I'm just not worthy of turning to God. You know, one thing I find sometimes when you try and bring people to uh, inquire about God or, you know, come to church or fellowship with other disciples or your believers, there's a common saying that you hear. They will say, oh, let me just clean up my act and then I will come. And that just shows that the perspective of that person is that God can't accept me as I am. I need to go figure out what I need to change before I come to him. But what Jesus is reminding us here is that, no, come as you are. You know, I will never drive you away. And I think the best image of this is the thief on the cross who turns to Jesus in the final hours of his life and simply says, "Remember me when you when you uh, go into paradise," and Jesus says, "This day you will be with me in paradise." Yeah, you know, Jesus did not leave any kind of condition; he just accepted him. Obviously, once Jesus died and and rose again, this is the reason why. For as disciples, we repent and then we are baptized, which follows the same pattern of being you know go falling going down with him in death and being raised up with him in resurrection but Jesus does not uh, put any other kind of condition on us because he accepts us And, uh, and 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 that is the very important point for many of us who sometimes wander away and that we can't come back to God because will he accept me well the promise is that he will accept us that's 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 the thing So that's the first declaration. And then the second is from Matthew chapter six, verse 26. Matthew chapter six, verse 26. And it reads, and Jesus again is teaching here and he says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Again, I think it's a very important point to highlight about being valued by God. Because I know that for you and for me, there are times when we don't feel valued. And sometimes people make us feel devalued. It might be based on our job situation, our job title. You know, whatever we're doing, we're cleaner and therefore people look down on us or or whatever it is where there's a hierarchy or you're around certain people and all of a sudden you get insecure around certain people well god values you and that's what this passage is reminding us and so the declaration is i am valued by god you know are you not much more valuable than they and he's talking about the birds and all and so human beings are highly valued by God because we are made in his image and each human being that has come to this earth is highly valued no matter what your position is in society you as an individual you are valued by God and I think it's an important part for you to see that God values you and so you play a role on this earth he's brought you here for a reason He's brought you here to do something, to add value, to share, to do something for others and to make a significant part of making this world a better place. So that's the second. I am valued by God. Then the third would be in Philippians chapter four, verse 19. And this is Paul who writes and he says, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in christ jesus and my god will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in christ jesus This passage and another passage that you can look at is Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. This passage is reminding us that God is aware of all our needs. Now, Matthew chapter six, verse 33 does say, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added as well. So there is a condition to this one, but God has promised to provide our needs. Now, God in general provides many of us our needs. Um, he says in the same Matthew chapter six, the rain will fall on both the wicked And the righteous. So there are many needs that God does still provide for all of us. But for us that are also disciples, there's a promise that he will provide what we need, not necessarily what we want, but what we need. And I think in this time that we're in, um, this is one of those moments where it it could be quite challenging, you know, in terms of how is this going to work? Well, one of the things that I would encourage if you're a disciple, is to just keep praying because uh, the Bible does remind us about how God is overseeing all things. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Proverbs chapter three. And how that provision is going to take place, you might not always know. But we have to have a sense of expectation that if God has promised to provide, then you can declare that I am provided for by God. I am provided for by God. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't work. It doesn't mean that you won't do things in order to, you have to plant some seeds in order for it to grow. But there is a provision that God has declared for his own people. So that's the, third of uh, these declarations and the fourth one is John chapter 17 verse 18 and it reads as you sent me into the world I have sent them into the world and you read the whole of John chapter 17 Jesus is praying for his disciples. He prays for his own disciples who are there with him, but he also prays for those who would respond to his message. And what that means is that, you know, God has truly delegated the responsibility of his message to us, his followers. And that simply means that he believes in us. And so the whole idea of, well, is there somebody else who's going to come and and get this done? No, it's us. And so the declaration around this is, I am believed in by God. You know, you've been brought into this world. You've come to a knowledge of Jesus. God believes in you. He believes that whatever responsibility, whatever calling he's placed on you, he believes in you. And I think that's also quite... um, important for us to have as a foundation because one of the problems we tend to have is we're looking for somebody to believe in us and i think we need to believe in each other i think that's how uh, leadership works is we believe in the people and then the people rise up to that belief but let's think about god god actually believes in us he's delegated the responsibility of 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 um sending his message you know preaching the gospel being his disciples his representatives his ambassadors and each of us have to understand that he believes in you you know he believes that you can change he believes that you can carry this forth he believes there's a reason why he's chosen you um, to be this and to be who you are and I think I am believed in by God becomes a very important declaration. And then the last one is first John chapter one, verse nine. And it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And the declaration is I am forgiven by God. You know, our sins hold us back many of us feel guilty you know what makes you feel guilty and a lot of times we feel guilty because we try we fail we try we fail we try we fail but what we know is that actually is the way to grow and so God has set it up that as long as we are confessing our sins to him and to one another he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us so we at each time if we believe this we start afresh we can pro- we can progress and so no matter what it is, as long as we're confessing and we're changing, we're repenting, we can declare that I am forgiven by God and it is God that can forgive and he's the one that can cleanse our, our hearts. He's the one that can make us not feel guilty. Or of the sins that we've committed knowingly once we've repented of them, once we've confessed them. So these are five areas that I think will be important for us to remind ourselves that we are loved by God as a community of believers. We are accepted by God no matter what. He won't drive us away. We are valued by God. You know, said so look at the birds. You know, are we much not much more valuable than they? We are provided for. God would figure out means of how to provide for our needs. And that's partly how we help one another as a community. We are believed in by God. God is looking to his church. No matter where you are in the world listening to this, if you are a true disciple, then you're part of his church. And he believes in you. He believes in the plan, which is to delegate this responsibility to man, to distribute his message in the gospel message and finally we are forgiven when we do sin which we will if we confess he's faithful he'll purify us and so we are forgiven by God so these are the things I want to leave you with on this particular podcast with all that's going on uh, maybe you are currently restricted in your movement or maybe by the time you're watching this you're thinking what was that well <laughs> it, it really did happen um, I really do believe that you know especially during this time we can create communities we can really uh, promote this teaching I think um, this is a time where a lot of people need to hear this because this is just the beginning we don't know how long this is going to be and so as a just to wrap up, I want to give you some practical tips on something that you can do on a daily basis or as a regular as you seem as you need to. That the practical thing is since you've been accepted, then it will be good for you to spend some time reflecting on this and thanking God. And since you are valued, spend some time reflecting on this and also thanking God you know, since you've been provided for, God is, he will provide, you know, and sometimes he provides because we're praising him and he sees that and then he opens the door. So even if it hasn't yet materialized, we keep praising God for who he is as the provider and he can show up. You know, we are believed in, we can reflect on that as well and and know what he has called us to be, especially during this time and finally he forgives us and we can confess our sins and truly believe that he has washed our sins away. So this is Toyo Shinbi for Life's Priority. Let's stay God-focused, especially during these times. And let's pray for one another. Till next time, thank you very much.